Welcome to Six Pack. I'm your host, Erin Inselman. This is an uncut show that supports parents in the enjoyment of raising children and having the fire and spirit to do life, with a side of sarcasm and humor, of course. I'm a mom of six, a wife, and a business owner in the health and fitness industry. Each week, myself and other experts will be sharing pointers and stories on parenting, self-growth, health and fitness, and relationships. Join me for this real and raw show dedicated to sharing tips, tribulations, and the triumphs of everyday life. Welcome back. Thank you for joining us again today. I have a guest today. My husband, Brian Inselman, is joining us again. He's been on the podcast a couple times, but we wanted to talk a little bit about postural health today. So today is more of a health segment. Many of us are working from home or we have jobs where we're sitting a lot or just our day-to-day movement and activity sometimes might be causing us some kind of discomfort within our hips or or within our back. Or even if we don't have any discomfort at all, it is important to make sure that we are maintaining good postural health. And so Brian is definitely an expert in this area. And I wanted to have him on today so that he could maybe give us some tips on things that we can do day-to-day. Brian and I actually both suffer from previous back injuries, sports-related injuries back when we actually both were playing college sports. And so, you know, we definitely understand what it's like to have disc problems, what it's like to rehab through a back injury, in addition to just as we, I think, have progressively gotten older, just maintaining that good health within our posture and within our back. So, I'm going to kind of stop talking right now uh, (laughs) just to kind of let Brian at least, you know, say hello and let you know that at least there's another voice here on the show. Well, hello, everybody. Thanks for having me back. Yeah. So today kind of we just wanted to touch base on some of the things about just posture. And everybody kind of thinks about, you know, when you're younger, your parents always told you, you you stand with good posture. And my dad was was army. And so I grew up military and they, you know, you're always kind of informed. You got to have your shoulders back, head up nice and tall. So you always think you have good posture when you're walking through the day, but then, you know, when you sit down, do you still maintain your good posture? When you're walking around, do you maintain your good posture? When you're lifting things, do you maintain good posture? So it, there's a lot of different things out there. You know, I even, as Aaron mentioned, I had an injury when I was playing college football, had you know, some issues with my back to where I had pain shooting down both my legs constantly, especially when I was sitting there. And then finally, during my my that third year of playing, they, they mentioned to me, so well, we could either have surgery or not. And um, I said, well, what's the difference if I didn't have the surgery versus having surgery? And they said, long term, none. So I was like, it's a no brainer. We're not having surgery. So the biggest thing is there from there is I just maintained strength and improved to who I was. And as I kind of gone through stuff and learning a lot more, I even became an ergonomic specialist, worked out for quite a few years at one of the uh, corporations around here and looking at studying people's postures, studying how they work, how they function, how they move, how the things they do, and then became a physical therapist. Also looking body mechanics constantly. So these are things that kind of, and I've even gone through some other certifications that even kind of just really specifically look at your posture. And so to put it simple, really, if you're standing in an upright position, if you looked at your side profile, if you drew a line straight down from your the middle of your ear down to your ankles, it should run right through your shoulders, your elbows, your hips, your knees, and your ankle. And then if you're looking at you straight ahead, if you looked at like from a viewpoint, so from your head should be directly over the middle of both ankles, 
as well as your pelvic kind of being centered over that. Then you look at your shoulders. They should be square with perpendicular lines down to your hips, which should be square and then straight perpendicular lines down from your hip to your knees to your ankle. Um, again, more 90 degree type thing. So it put it real simple. That's how you ideally should be on a general holistic basis if you're looking at yourself. And many times we get out of that posture quite often and we forget about it. And then we just kind of go through our lives and think that everything's okay and, and may not even have any pain, may not even have any issues. And then all of a sudden you wake up and you bend over to pick something up and your, and your back goes out and you wonder, Oh, well, I didn't do anything. I didn't do anything at all to make this happen. Well, if you start accumulating all those years of improper positioning, improper sitting, improper standing over and over and over and over again, it's just like if you take a piece of a metal and bend it, if you bend it once, yeah, maybe it'll, it definitely degrades the integrity of that, but then you keep bending it, you keep bending it, you keep bending it back and forth, back and forth, back and forth until finally it breaks and it snaps. And that's when you feel the pain and that's when you have the issues. So I wanted to give you a quick little self-postural test to kind of see where your standing posture might be. So what I want you to do is just stand up for me, stand as normal as possible on both feet, obviously. If you could take your shoes off, that'd be ideal. So you're barefoot. And then from there, I just want you to stand up there and just kind of relax and then close your eyes. And what I want you to do is kind of think about where your weight is going through your feet from right to left. Like, are you having more weight on your right versus your left? Are you even? Then think about where is your weight distributed from your front of your foot to the back of your foot? Is it more front, more back, obviously? And then on the inside of your feet to the outside of your feet, how is that? Now, ideally, you should have that all pretty much balanced on both feet in the front to back, side to side, right to left. But if you're noticing that you have more weight on, say, for example, your right leg and it's on your toes more, then, you know, those are some things that kind of indicating to you that your posture, your standing posture is not where it should ideally be. And that's where we can kind of work with that on different exercises to kind of improve those. What I want to do is just kind of go through how important those things are um, that you maintain the right positioning that you look at getting those positions. But also, it's not about being static. Many people think, oh, I got to stay still and not move. And and that's not it at all. So your body has many joints and there's a full range of motion that they have been designed to move through. We have been designed to move. And, and the biggest problem is that we are not going through our adequate range of motion throughout all our joints and our hips and our back and our shoulders and, and our necks, everything else. We just kind of we limit what we do. So, you know, many of us now have some type of a sit down job or we're looking at computers and our heads are sitting forward. Our shoulders are rolling forward. We're reaching forward with our arms. Mm-hmm. Our back is rounding out and we just sit there for hours on end and you don't ever do anything about it. You don't change that position or, you know, just many times we're just we're bending over in awkward positions. So, yeah. Um, like how many clients have you seen that, like you said, just come in and they haven't had, you know, or they're having back problems and, but they have said, well, gosh, I never had an injury. I mean, um, it's constant. Yeah, it is. It's constant over and over again that, that I have people coming in and they don't know, they cannot pick out one specific issue that mm-hmm. caused this thing to happen to them. Pain is usually something that's telling your body that something is wrong. You know, something is not happening. And many times it's because we are not going through our full range of motion and we're not maintaining a good ideal positioning for that. You know, I, I kind of always thought that I had good posture and I kind of give you an example of what I did. I remember, so then we got into this program and I needed to take some profile pictures, some front, side, side and, and back. And when I looked at my pictures, I'm like, 
my right shoulder looks like it's fallen off my body. Yeah, it was completely dropped compared I mean, it, to the other shoulder. It was, it was like... Uh, I, and I never noticed it. I look like an idiot. I just couldn't believe it. <laughs> you did not. <laughs> my, my, I, seriously, I feel like I said, my shoulder is not part of my body. It's falling <laughs> off my body. And so, and then I look at, you know, just my back. Why is it so rounded out in my upper back? It just looks like I'm slouched over the whole time. And yet I feel like I'm in a good position throughout the day. And so going through some simple exercises, learning what my deficits are, what my postural thing deviations are, and then now figuring out, okay, here's some exercises that I can do to help improve those positions, to help that. And that's improving quite a bit. Now, the thing about your posture is that if, you know, you got to remember how old are you and how long have you been doing bad things? And then, so how long do you think it's going to take before you get better? Right. And everyone wants it just night and day. And I was doing this whole thing. It was actually. I've been doing it for almost two and a half years now. No, it's it's been like a year and a half maybe. But so I was going through these exercises and I wasn't noticing anything at first, you know, you know, I felt like, well, because I mean, I really didn't have a lot of pain and I was fine. I felt okay. And, but, and then as I kind of was going through some of my lifts, I was like, oh, that was easy. And that was a lot better. So then my lifting started improving as far as how I would get through things, how my range of motion was, how my positioning was, how I got through the movements. And I was like, oh my gosh. And I said, I know exactly where this is coming from. Those are from those exercises that if I get myself in the right position, now only am I not only not out of pain, if I had a lot of pain, is that now my body can produce so much more force and so much more efficiently. I can move through space much better. So even if I don't have an issue and I'm an athlete, I want to make sure everything's working properly because now I can generate so much more force. I can jump so much higher. I can explode through my movements. I can. So those types of things start happening. Like when I do certain movements in the weight room or things like that that I love to do, I notice that I do them much easier now. Have you noticed a different just in not just in your your athletic you know performance and, and your lifting and everything, but have you noticed any difference in just your everyday? life like even just I mean you're standing all day long and you're you know you're moving and you're almost hunched over at times working on clients and I know yeah. we have tables where you know we raise your table up to where you're not bending over as much but have you noticed any difference or anything just in your day-to-day movement I mean you know I, I don't notice I know a whole lot there uh-huh. I feel like I move pretty efficient but then again I mean maybe I'm moving better than what I was because there was occasions that I would get backache on the right side. I really don't get that anymore. And I know there are, I mean, there are a lot of times like your knees would even be, you know, hurting. Oh yeah. Just from standing and bending over the table and how I have to hyperextend sometimes. But yeah, so, and that's, yeah, I I guess that's not as much anymore. So yeah, you're probably right. I don't notice that as much anymore. Mm -hmm. You know, and it's, it's just like, so just getting myself in the right position all the time when you think you're doing it and then you start moving with these exercises that encourages you through go through full range of motion and encourage your body to actually move. So I think the thing that I get with a lot of my clients will come in and they have chronic issues is they feel, oh, they got to avoid a lot of these extra movements. Now, some things we might not do at first, but I want to get you moving. Yeah, the goal is never to avoid something. The goal is no, to get I you mean, to a point usually, where you can do it. Usually it's if something you don't want to do, you need to do it. Right. You know, it's something that just like, well, that's not now if it's, it's sharp like the, pain or like if it's the something rule that, of life. <laughs> yeah. So if it's something that's really sharp pain or issues and yeah, maybe we want to avoid some of those things at first and figure out how we can fix that. But I'm looking at improving that. So like like when I was an ergonomic specialist, you know, walking around through people sitting at work. I mean, it's amazing how you when you go and watch somebody sitting at their desk, 
just the positions that they're always in and they don't even realize it. So like I would find so many people just slouching in a chair, reaching forward, head, head jetted forward. And it just like a big C from their butt all the way up to their shoulders. And then their head is sticking way out in front and then reaching far forward with their shoulders. Mm -hmm. And then you got to think about, okay, my neck, I got chronic headaches and blah, blah, blah. This, I said, why would that be? Well, your upper traps is just the muscles from your head down to your shoulders are just like balled up and so tight. You think about this, you got to take a bowling ball and put it on the end of a stick and bend that stick forward and now try to hold that bowling ball on top of that stick. Right. That's what your head's like, when, especially if you're sitting in a seat position. And those muscles are just fighting to keep your head from falling off your body. Yeah. So what are some tips that you give people then or that you would give people for that? So, for example, like sitting down, I mean, I look at positions to where like I'm sitting back to where my shoulders are relaxed at my side. I'm sitting back where my head is directly over my body. I got my shoulders back up against the back of the chair. The chair sits in the small of my back. Sometimes if you're somebody who sits forward on the chair, you can move that seat back, the, the, actually the seat cushion backwards. There's some chairs that allow for that to get shorter. Mm -hmm. So the back comes closer to you. So it's like you don't have as much underneath the back of your legs, which some people, their legs may be a little bit shorter. They don't want to sit all the way back because then their knees are, their feet are dangling or their knees are in the wrong spot. I want your hips slightly above your knees so that you have a downward angle. And that kind of seems counterintuitive what people think because then they feel like they're sliding out of their chair but that allows for your pelvic to kind of slightly roll forward which then allows for that natural um, lumbar curve to sit in place and get your shoulders back relax your elbows at your side the elbows should be right at your side not on an armrest um, elbows at 90 degrees and if you're on a keyboard they should be right there where maybe they're even pointed slightly downward and um, from my body because I'm such like a gorilla arm body and short torso body the keyboard would be sitting right on my lap. If I could cut a chunk out of my knees and put the keyboard to fit in there, <laughs> it'd probably be ideal because in the thickness of that keyboard puts that place out of there. So if No, but it is important when you talk about the workstation. Yeah. Because even if you're, we're working on laptop, we don't have that option to mm. adjust that keyboard. And then our screen... Our screen is usually a little bit lower really than sometimes, low. you know, what our eye level is. Yeah. So if you're some, and what I would do in those situations is if somebody was constantly using a laptop as their uh, PC type thing. And so they're sitting there hours on end on a laptop. I will take the laptop and I'll raise it up and we'll get them an external keyboard and a mouse to mm -hmm. where that it's sitting and you can plug it into where that becomes like your CPU rather than you're using the, the keyboard on the tablet. Or maybe you get an external monitor if you like your keyboard on the laptop so much, but most of the times those things are so small yeah, and, and cramped up anyway, I'd rather see you on a different keyboard. Yeah, because you can get the split keyboards then to where right. you know your hands are positioned differently. Yep, and, I would, and I'd raise that monitor up so where that when you're sitting upright, it's slightly below eye level to where that when you, you're, cause you got a downward gaze naturally. And so that when you're looking straight ahead to the top of your, of your eyes are sitting about right about the top of the monitor. And then that way it gazes down naturally into the whole screen. Mm -hmm. And then it's be centered obviously right in front of you. And, and many times I'll find that they may have it off centered. And so what's interesting to find is that I, I always thought if I was to design a keyboard and a mouse, I would change the way they have the number pad on the right-hand side and put it on the left. Or I make people become left-handed mousers. And if you look at it, what people want to do with a keyboard is they want to naturally sit the, center themselves between the G and the H on a keyboard because that's how you're taught to type, right? So if you put your hands naturally between those two and you're sitting in there, if you're off to this, if you have your number key to the right of your keyboard, and then you put the mouse on your right-hand side. There's more of a balance. 
No, you're reaching too far. So if you're sitting between the G and the H, you come over this way, and now you put 10 key right here on the right-hand side. Now you put an external mouse. I'm saying if you wanted to go left-hand, oh, if yeah. you wanted to put that on Absolutely. the mouse on the left side, Sorry, and I thought your key- you're keyboard was on the right side. Yeah, so if you then put you the, would have more of a balance. Absolutely. Yeah. And this is why I do that. I would because it's it keyboards are not made with a 10 key that you can move. I I I did actually a lot of research and the ones that you could externally move, they didn't have the keyboard design the way that would be easy to kind of make it work for people. So, it was really a challenge to find ones that I could find a keyboard that didn't have the 10 key attached to the side and I can maybe move it to the left-hand side. Then you got those guys that do 10 key all the time and they, they're used so right hand dominant. They just, they don't, they got, it screws them up. But I will put that mouse on that left hand side because now I could sit centered with my 10 key sure, and my mouse on there. And then you, you can change the tasks where you're not always using the right hand so much. And then therefore you can move your left hand. So, and when I was doing that, people, they obviously hated me right away and they didn't want to do that. But the more they started seeing that and understanding how they're not reaching, for things, they actually became left-handed mousers and it worked really well. And then when, so then, then, you know, the other thing you look at is people interact with the phone quite a bit too. And so then I'm reaching for that phone. So maybe bringing that in closer to them. If you're, if you ever are shrugging that phone between your shoulder and your ear for any period of time, I'm looking at getting you a headset. I'm getting, looking at keeping your head more upright. So we're not compromising that. And then the other biggest thing that I tell people to do, I don't care if you have things in the right position or not, is that about every 20 minutes, you need to at least do something. Stop, take a quick break, stretch your wrist out, stretch your shoulders out, stand up, maybe sit back down, whatever. I tell people to take, drink a bunch of water throughout the day, not only because it's healthy for you, but it makes you go to the bathroom more often. And then you, if you can do it, go to the furthest bathroom away from you, because then you have to actually walk to it and move and do something other than that. So otherwise... People are sitting too long in one space. So at least once an hour, I'm encouraging them to get up and do something. I mean, I'd love it if they get up and they start doing some jumping jacks or burpees, like just five of them. I don't care. Just something to move. Do some push-ups. Well, now that some of us are working at home, that's not as frowned upon, you know? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's, it's more of a norm. And I know some people have even gone to the standing workstations Oh yeah, as and, well. And that's the other thing I would do is I'd, I'd raise people's workstations up Get them a stool, so that a higher chair, so that they can actually sit at times and stand at times. Sit at times, stand at times. Yeah, yeah. Because the more that they're standing, they even went to a point where we even got treadmills in their workstations to where mm-hmm. that they can actually do some walking while they're doing their work. Yeah. And the treadmill wasn't going very fast, but they were doing something. Yeah. They were moving, and it, the amount of production that these people were starting to get just based on how their bodies was feeling and and how they're moving the less sickness the less illness i mean sitting is like just death to you if you're sitting there for so long period of time that's almost like worse than anything else yeah because you're putting so much stress and and you're not moving your body is so designed to move and we're not doing it when you're just sitting there yeah and even at work you know in our office we our chairs have the resistance balls that we sit on and it just has a platform with some wheels on it. And so even that alone, like just switching from a a hard surface chair to sitting on, um, you know, one of the balls I think has made, it just feels like it takes that pressure off my low back. Well, you, now you have to kind of sit in a different, you do, you really have to engage your core. It makes your body work. Right. And that's, what's really nice about that. And so that's one of the reasons we got that in there is because, you know, just a regular chair that does it for you in a sense yeah, it's great and it's helpful, but your body is designed to do it. You have the muscles that do everything that all these external things are designed to help you with. Mm-hmm. Now, you have somebody who's compromised in their health or issues and pain, then those things may not work well to them until you can figure out how you can get them to that point. 
and how you can improve that and strengthening their body and making them move to where that they can start using those types of tools, which I think those are very helpful for everybody. You know, and like then you start maybe you even start like moving around more because you're playfully on that ball and now you're actually finding yourself doing more things. You're mm-hmm. actually active rather than just sitting there. So, I mean, there's, there's many, many tools that you can find that can help in a sitting computer desk situation, in any situation, actually. So, and I love how they're making more of these sit-stand stations now, because, like, I used to have to do it to where it was a cubicle-style works stations to where that they were just screwed in, in the wall, and I, we had to raise it, and all these building maintenance guys, they love me for that, sarcastically speaking, of course. But uh, I was always changing and raising and lowering things all the time, and they wanted to keep everything exactly the same. Which, yeah, but you're right. Now they have workstations that that have um, easy levers to raise up and down. Easy levers to go up and yeah. down. Um, I wanted to get that in there so bad. It was just not economically based at that time. So, yeah. and they've come down in price quite a bit. So that now you can actually do that. We even got like computer keyboards, tray arms that would raise up and down. I'd get some that actually raise all the way above the desk, so that they could just, if they could, they just turn that keyboard tray. And stand while they're on the keyboard tray and type on it because you can raise that all the way up above the desk while they're standing and then lower it back yeah. down while you're sitting. So those are some computer things that we would do. And then like I actually worked with some other guys that were in warehouses just then going over lifting techniques and making sure they're lifting properly. Just because you go over and bend over and pick up a box, it may not seem much at all for you. But if you're doing it over and over again, again, in a way that's not ideal for your posture, then you're going to cause stress to your body. Yeah. And that's even like looking at like how people's knees will dive in when they squat down and they think that, you know, everything's okay because they don't feel any pain, but that's not ideal. Your knees should never track in inwardly like you're that. squatting down. Right. Yeah. And that's, that tells me there's some postural deficits. Right. Um, and I see that with kids all the time. Actually, we work since, you know, at the, at the clinic and at the gym, we have members to our gym that are, that are young, like fifth, sixth graders, even younger than that. And, uh, so we spend a lot of time working on strengthening different parts of their body and keeping the knees out so that they squat down the right way. And then I want them to go down full depth with good positioning so that they maintain proper joint health throughout their, their lifting career and throughout their day and just find out how important that is. Cause the more you get those range of motion, the more you use them, the healthier your body becomes. And so then finding that now as I go through, cause I used to, I used to think, Oh, I just needed to go to parallel in certain lifts and my squats and finding out that was, that was all I needed. But then as I got into some more things and reading more things, I'm, I was like, I'm not using the full range of motion in my body. And so then I started getting deeper in my squats and actually finding that things a lot more healthier for my body mm-hmm. and feeling better with it. So, so speaking of, of back health and everything like that, let's go over just a, even before you get out of bed, like a little morning routine yeah. that you can do or that we can give our listeners so that they can also get their body just kind of warmed up and moving, especially if they, you know, if they are suffering from any back pain, hip pain, anything like that. So I know that, you know, there's a little routine that you and I kind of do in the morning. You want to just talk about that a little bit? Yeah. So again, like I said, the biggest thing is doing range of motion with your body and getting the muscles to do it rather than getting something external to do it for you. For example, like if you are sitting on the floor and you bend over to stretch your hamstring, that's considered a passive stretch that you actually may grab your leg and pull yourself down when I want your muscles to do it for you. So um, something that, that I came up with quite a while ago is just while you're lying in your bed, well, one, the thing to think about is your discs at night, 
they don't have a constant blood supply that in their disc in your back, I'm speaking, so that they don't have a constant blood supply that gives them the nutrients they need to stay healthy. So at nighttime, they kind of dehydrate a little bit and they don't get all the nutrients they need. So what they do to get the nutrients is they get squeezed and released, squeezed and released, and that's when you're moving. So if you're lying down and sleeping for a period of time, that's not happening. So now what we do is so you lie down before you even get out of bed. What I want you to do is take one of your knees and bring it towards your chest. Don't grab it. Just bring it to your chest and hold it there for about 10 seconds or so. And then from there, what I do is I straighten my leg out as high as I can get it. Again, not grabbing it. I want the muscles to do it. And you'll feel that pull in the back of your leg, the hamstrings. You need to get those things loosened up. But see how the muscles that pull that are actually what's doing it. And so it's allowing that that range of motion to be more natural for you rather than something that is a passive and and you can get those things warmed up better. And then from there, while I have it straight up in the air, I'm turning my foot in as far as I can, well, turning my whole leg, and then I turn it out as far as I can, internally rotating and externally rotating. And I'm doing that at the hip. And therefore, those muscles that connect through my hip all the way up to the back of my knee are now having to go through this range of motion, and they're working, and they're, they're getting everything warmed up that way. And then from there, I'll bend that knee again, and I'll turn that leg up and in, rotating the, at the hip again, and turning it down and out, rotating at the hip again. And doing that, both of those about five to ten times. And then I repeat that on the other side. And then from there, I'll take my knees and put my feet on the bed and then bring my both knees together and let them both fall together onto the same side of my body so that I'm kind of twisted at my waist. And then from here, I'm taking my hip and I'm hiking it up to my ribs. And kind of doing like a, a reverse crunch in a sense. And I'll do about 10 of those on each side. And I do that because what I'm trying to do is, remember I told you those discs, they need to be squeezed and released. This gives them the opportunity to get squeezed and released and get some nutrients starting to put into that those, those discs and get them hydrated a little bit better at different angles than just always going straight ahead like as if we did crunches or things like that. Now it's just from a twisted, rotated position. And so then I'm doing that. And then from there... I typically will, I, you know, I can sit up at the edge of my bed and I'll rotate my spine. I'll kind of like do some shoulder rolls. Mm-hmm. Just kind of get the shoulder to roll back and forth, rotating it back. I might even do some just where I take my, my body and I'll, I'll hunch up in a ball and then I'll chest, open my chest up really wide, squeeze my shoulder blades back, arms back as far as I can looking up. So now I'm getting my thoracic spine to kind of move a little bit better and then stand up. The benefit of that is that now I've got everything kind of warmed up to where that I'm ready to accept the weight of my body onto my spine and to everything else. So like, it's kind of like if you think about when you go and lift weights, nobody would ever throw on their one rep max without ever warming up. They think mm-hmm. it's re- absolutely ridiculous. But yet what we do with our body is that we've been sleeping for, well, in our case, sometimes four to six hours, eight, maybe, <laughs> um, you know, but if, however long you're sleeping at night and you're not having any weight, your, your spine is basically weightless. And then all of a sudden you take it and go from zero to 100% right at the drop of a hat. And then you wonder why everything starts hurting right away and everything's kind of like just, ah, and just not ready for you. And then all of a sudden it takes you a couple hours now till your body catches up Mm -hmm. and says, okay, now I'm good. I'm ready to go because you've actually now finally warmed up. Whereas if you did the warm up first and then got out of bed, way different. I've had many, many of my clients do this and the ones that had a ton of chronic pain, they're now telling me they don't have the pain anymore because right. they're actually moving and they're getting ready for their day. Right. And another thing is, is that, um, you know, Brian had mentioned that, you know, of course, that obviously with his education, he's even gone through some recent certifications, one called the Egoscue 
um, method. And this is definitely strictly based on, you know, posture, posture alignment. And uh, he mentioned he himself had gone through this and I have, and even our kids have and everything where there's pictures taken of you from four different viewpoints, four different angles. And then from there, you know, based on the fact that because Brian's gone through the certification, everything, then what he can do is he can prescribe certain exercises based on, you know, any type of deficits that you might have. Like he mentioned his low, you know, his low shoulder was dropping. And it's very cool because we can even put it on the Egoscue app. And then you have your exercises that you can do every day in front of you. And so I'm just going to let him talk just a brief moment about the Egoscue method, which was actually created by a gentleman, Pete Egoscue. And so it is definitely a method used for stopping a lot of chronic pain. Yeah. So the Egoscue method is something that I was introduced to at a Tony Robbins event. Aaron and I were both introduced to it. And I kind of was really interested because of the fact of my line of work and how I deal with body mechanics all the time. And so but what this is, is it's a, Pete Goski has gone through and figured out a lot of different positions and, and things that can assist your body. And it's a lot of like, they're almost like yoga poses. Many of them, you would probably say, oh, I go through this in yoga or I do this on a daily basis with my yoga. But they are put specifically in an order that is designed for your specific posture. So it is important to do them in the order that have been prescribed for you. He also has a couple books out there too, if you ever want to look it up. There's one, one, it's a real quick, easy read and has some generic prescriptions in there. It's called Pain Free by Pete Egoscue, E-G-O-S-C-U-E. If you're ever interested in just kind of looking it up, it's a real quick, easy read. At least I felt it was. He says it's an easier <laughs> I think it is. It actually comes <laughs> through and he does it in a way that it's it's made for just the general population to understand that, you know, you do need to take interest in what your positions of your body are in. Right. And so with this Egoscue method, what we do is we take the pictures of you front, side, side, and back like Aaron mentioned. And we could do this. We don't even need to be in person to see this stuff. No, like there could be something where, I mean, if this is something you're interested in, you can contact us and, you know, we can even do it to where you take the pictures on your own or you have someone take them for you. You could send them to us and then we could, you know, definitely work with you to get some exercises for you. Yeah. And, and just the benefits of this. And so about every, every two to four weeks, you know, at least at the beginning for sure too. And then after that, we go about every four weeks, we'll take a look at your posture, take pictures again and, and look at the differences of it and give you a new prescription. And then uh, the app that they've created through this that you get a chance that you put on your phone, it, it's really simple. You just kind of follow through it and it shows you videos and pictures and descriptions of how to do it. Yeah. And then once you do it and you get through all your exercises, even at the end, it like does a little celebration for you <laughs> yeah. and like confetti comes down. Although, it, and- although at first Brianne couldn't figure out why, why she wasn't getting the celebration. It's like, well, you got to hit finish the exercise at the bottom. <laughs> she was just pushing the arrow to the next exercise without letting letting them know you actually did it. So, um, but yeah, so it, it's actually really, it's really easy. It's really good. And I've used it with many, many of my clients, yeah. uh, people that have chronic issues for many, many years and to people who are just, you know, young athletes that are looking to perform. Like one thing I met with the uh, vice president last year, we were talking to him before this was in July. And he's like, yeah, we're going to be in the, uh, we're going to be with the San Francisco 49ers this year. And, and we're going to be with them every day and kind of going through some stuff. And, and he got to know my son, you know, just kind of, he was doing my son's programming at that time. Cause I wasn't finished with my stuff. And so he was, uh, 
he was sending him text back and forth or email back and forth every once in a while and said, yeah, did you see, are you watching us? You see how well we're doing with the, the 49ers, how they're doing now? Said, they're embedded in the Egoscue method every day. And then they even came to IMG one time just for practice in between from one place to the other. And they're like, anyway, it was just interesting. Then, then to see how where they finished up, they actually made it to the Super Bowl. So, and they actually had less injury that year. Yeah. And so, I mean, yeah, it's nice to kind of throw in there. Oh, yeah, it's because of us, you know, because they started that. But this is there's a lot of truth to that um, with keeping your body and your posture in a line and being consistent with the exercises that are specifically prescribed to your body. And I mean, so. In all honesty, it is a real testament to the Agoscu method in regards to the 49ers because they actually did have statistically less injuries that year. And that was one thing that they, one big thing that they actually changed within their program. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously they have a lot of talent and they have a lot of other things there too, but, right. but, uh, it's, it's pretty cool to kind of see. And so I would tell you if you're, you know, you're just a young, athlete who wants to be at their peak level and perform well, this is going to work for you to where like you're somebody who just has an ache or pain in your shoulders. This is going to work for you to somebody who has got constant chronic issues that you've had for many, many, many years. This will work for you. So, and then many other things too. And in a way it works well with what we do in the clinic with along the other techniques. I, I just like how it really mirror it. It kind of just meshes in really, really smoothly for us. So but one thing I really do like about the Agoscu method is that the fact that it is very simple for the fact that the app, like Brian had mentioned that he, or that has been created, it's something that your coach, your Egoscu coach can monitor for you. They can change exercises in and out for you. All you do is take pictures remotely and send, I mean, there's pictures like, what was it? Like every three months we would take pictures of you. Yeah. At first it was like every month and then it kind of worked it out to where about every three months or so. Yeah. We would just take pictures and we would submit them and then Brian would get a whole new menu and it would be uploaded on his app and everything like that. And so it was things that- And you do it daily. Yeah. You you do it daily. daily. Like for example, like, you know, like Brian's routine is- when we're putting the kids to bed at night, he just kind of stands in the hallway and he starts. So that the girls don't run out of the hallway when they're yeah, so he can trying stop to go to sleep. So they don't leave their bed. <laughs> but he, he stands out in the hallway and he just gets started on, on doing his exercises. And now his, I will say, I felt was a little long in time. I agree. And so mine, I, since Brian was my coach, I just pretty much flat out said, listen, I, I don't have 30 minutes to do this. Yeah. And so I was given just four exercises and it takes me 10 minutes. Yeah. Traditionally, I give about eight, eight exercises and hoping it lasts, takes you about 15 to 20 minutes, hopefully not much more than that to do them. So, but you'll find that, I mean, just that little bit of time throughout your day, just how it does set you up for a good positioning of of your body. And just even like three, there's a lot of times I'll even post some of those things up on our uh, Therapy Thursdays. If you go back and look back on our Instagram, I've um, given so many of them on there and and there are actually quite a few that are doing them and they're finding that is helping them quite a bit. So just even doing those few that I post up on there, I think that's just, yeah, go for it. I think any way we can help you out, you'll find that to be beneficial. Yeah. So there's multiple ways to contact us. You can message me on Instagram, on Facebook. You can message us on our Achieve page. So if you're interested in, you know, having this Agoscu method, used and prescribed for you, please, you know, for even if you just want more information, contact us and we can definitely help you out with that. The other thing I think we'll do is the week that this episode airs, 
for Therapy Thursday, why don't we go through that morning routine? Sure. And so we'll post a video of that. Like I said, it comes out on Thursdays, but the week that this airs, we will on our Therapy Thursday, I'll have Brian go through those that routine of that he had mentioned and kind of walked you through, talked you through of before your feet even hit the ground in the morning, just so that you have a video where you can see that as well. And then I'll share it also on my Instagram and my Facebook page in addition to that. So I think we could probably talk another hour about posture. And so one thing I do really appreciate is that Brian just has so much knowledge in so many different areas in regarding, you know, the health of our bodies. And so, you know, I would like to make this kind of more of a, a regular thing that he and I do to where we can just give little tips here and there or just talk about the importance of you know, what it means to, you know, keep our bodies healthy. And in this case, you know, talking about posture alignment and keeping, you know, our body healthy, you know, with the alignment of our body. So Brian, thank you for joining us. And again, if you all have any questions or anything, you know, please just message us and we'll do everything we can to help. All right. Thanks a lot for having me guys. Thank you for joining me for this week's episode of Six Pack. I hope you've enjoyed what you've heard today. Please share this episode with a friend. And if you haven't already, click subscribe. Rate and review the show on your favorite podcast player. Have a beautiful week. And tell the important people in your life just how much you care about them. Much love and blessings to you all.